Baseball family, we're back, and we are getting into free agent frenzy. This is this is where we get to watch people trade baseball cards in real Pretty life, much. in the yeah. Earl, in the IRL. <laughs> it's cray-cray town. It's totes, magoats, nutsos. I just made all that up. This is so much fun, though, because some of our favorite players no longer play for some of our favorite teams, and some of our least favorite players, this is a tease no longer play for our favorite teams. That's very exciting. <laughs> You're right. It is. So, very good. So, how do you feel about overall, Brad? How do you feel about all of the what has happened with the free agents since the lockout ended? It was a little slow to be there, like there at the beginning. And it was a little disappointing. Like, well, shoot, like the way that it was before the lockout. And, you know, I wasn't expecting it to be exactly the same. I wasn't expecting it to be like everybody within three days getting on a team, you know, because they were up against the deadline. They're up yep. against a hard deadline for the guys who wanted to get their deals done. Yeah. And and these guys, I feel like it was one of those things where they're <laughs> basically like, the longer I hold out, the less time I have to spend at spring training. I've been training this whole time. I'm yeah. good to go. <laughs> right. Well, give me a week of games and I'll be fine. So. Which I think is mostly true. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be 100% true for everybody, but I think largely no. that's the case. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, we, we talked about how Brian Snicker doesn't even like spring training. Exactly. I, I'm sure that there are players who feel the same way. For sure. How could there not be? I'll tell you, when when all this set off, I was like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. No, but oh, so you still don't care? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, you just, what did you enjoy not having to do your job ever? Ownership and, and teams and like what? And that really bummed me out, honestly. Like, talk yeah. about like a meta sort of response to this was, oh, okay. So you still don't care. Right. And that, that really bugged me. The one so thing, I, the one thing that really surprised me is that I, I was expecting there to be deals like the day of, because yeah. I was like, yeah, there's still there's still backdoor conversations, absolutely. Totally. But as it turns out, there weren't. I guess everybody was following the rules, or or they, they were saving face. Yeah, they could have been. Yeah. And some of those names that you'd expected to go before the lockout didn't, like Correa, and that's to me. Was... Well, I think I think Correa had a plan the whole time. Like, let's talk about him real quick because okay. during the lockout, he fired his agent and hired Scotty B. But he is yeah. now represented by Scott Boris, and that is honestly, I think I think a really big deal because he got him. I feel like exactly what he wanted. Yeah. I think what when it came down to it, the market for Correa was not nearly what he wanted it to be. He went to Minnesota of all places. Got $105.3 million over three years with two player options. Right. They basically had three one year deals with yep. the Twins. And I think what it is is Boris is like, hey, you're not, you, you had a couple of years with injuries. Yep. Teams are not as hot on you as they should be. Let's have a prove it year this year. But nobody's yep. going to want to sign you to a one year deal. So have a prove it year. You have another year of injury, you're good to go for 2023. Have a prove it year that year. And whenever he's ready to go, he can. He can go sign that big deal because he's only 27. Right. He's 30 exactly right. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing for sure. Minnesota is nothing more than a tryout for him for the rest of the league, just like this last year was. 
for the rest of his career. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So I think that's, that's why he did before. I think that's good. I like that. That's that's really cool. Okay, so let's get into a couple other big names uh, and some of the teams associated with the associated goings on. Let's start with Trevor Story. He ended up in Boston of all places. I'm terribly worried about this, but I know he doesn't have as much range as he used to, so they're going to move him to second base. Well, and I think part of that, too, is that they're all full up at shortstop at third base. Show enough they are. Never. Yeah, over there. What are you gonna do? You can't move Cabbage Patch out. No way. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. And initially, I think that Story was saying he wasn't going to switch positions, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, well, how much are you willing to pay me? You know, like my dad used to say, some guy. I guess some guy walked into the garage one day. He's like, hey, you having a garage sale? Like, well, how much you want to pay for anything? (laughs) Golf sale depends on how much you want to pay for me. That's right. I I like the the story. Yeah, I think that it worked out nice for the Red Sox and it worked out nice for Trevor. I'm I'm actually really excited about it. I think the Red Sox are going to get the better deal out of this than Trevor is, but I think that if he can settle in and prove himself, he's going to have a really good opportunity in Boston. And I think the fan base will really warmly accept him um, mm-hmm. if he does well. If he does not do well with the position change, I think they're going to eat him alive. Right. Yeah. It could be it could be a really hard time for him. Um, yep. I don't know. The Red Sox are scary on paper, though. That's no. what worries me, is that I've been saying Mariners 2023 in the World Series, but this has me really questioning that. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> he said impotently. Okay, let's move on. Other notables, Boston picked up James Paxton. They re-signed Jackie Bat Bradley Jr., and Rich Hill is on his way to Boston as well. I so thought those I, were I think interesting. They traded for Jack to Bradley Jr. They traded and brought him back. But, right. But uh, he came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's he's back. I think yeah. that's the biggest deal for them. James Paxton has been injury prone the last couple of years. He's coming off Tommy John. Yeah. Um he might be a good fifth starter for them. Might be a bullpen arm. I don't know how they're gonna use him. Bullpen arm. Watch. Most most likely. Especially as the season progresses, he'll spend more time in the bullpen. I think if they make it into October, he's not going to be a starter by then. Oh, certainly not. No. No. And Rich Hill, um he's a good piece. He's a good piece for them. Yeah. He's, but, no, it's I, portfolio I think Boston work. Definitely, I think Boston definitely got better though. They did. So one hundred. Okay, let's move down south just a little bit to the junkies. New York Yankees. They signed, they re-signed Anthony Rizzo and uh, brought in Josh Donaldson. So first of all, let's talk about first base, okay? Rizzo's in again. That means Luke Voigt is needing to be out, was needing to be out. He's out now. But there was some issues at spring training, apparently, where Voigt was pouting and maybe being a little bit of a poo-poo face and uh, to some of the prospects. Rizzo called him out and uh, yeah and we always say that as the x-factor clubhouse guy Rizzo always brings that to the table so and then within about I don't know three minutes Luke Voigt was gone <laughs> <laughs> it's like off to San Diego not just like 
across the division, across the country, and into a different league. Yeah, like go play DH somewhere else, homie. Yeah, exactly. They didn't want any of that noise. Um, No. And then the Yankees trade for Josh Donaldson and send Gary Sanchez? Yes! (laughs) 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 That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. Um, Josh Donaldson is not what he was, but man... He's still it's still a great bat to have in the lineup, and he crushed a ball the other day in his first spring training at bat. Just absolutely, it's a great bat to have. He's another X Factor clubhouse guy. He's going to bring leadership. He's going to bring maturity. He's going to ground this ball club. And I think working with Anthony Rizzo and some of these other guys that are just that are really experienced at this point are going to be great for this younger club. Yep. Yeah. And you know that's. <laughs> We gave Brig a hard time last week during the draft, but honestly, like, I mean, Brian Cashman says that this is a good team, and I'm not, I'm inclined to agree with him. They got better by getting rid of Gary Sanchez and bringing in Josh Donaldson. Yep. And I've always oh. been a Luke Voigt fan, always have been. I think he's great, but I, and I wish him the best in Slam Diego. I really do. But it's going to be good to have, he's inflammatory. He just is. And so I wonder mm-hmm. if that's not a clubhouse cohesion thing. And obviously, we saw that it was. So, well, and there were there were issues last year when Rizzo got brought in. Yep. You know, he was he was vocal saying, if I'm not gonna play first base here, send me somewhere else to play first base. And okay. And so they did. <laughs> Done. So, good for him. Was, he's he's expected to DH and play first base in San Diego. I was shocked that Anthony Rizzo stuck around in New York though, just because I thought he was absolutely miserable last year. He looked like it. He sure looked like he was not having fun. And he seems to me like a guy who has to have fun regardless of where he plays. Yep, and he could have ended up back in Chicago, but he didn't, and I'm shocked. Yes, it, that's so that's the crazy thing is that – so we were talking to Denise about this, the host of our North Chicago Baseball Together podcast, and it sounded like uh, Hoyer offered – like Rizzo, Bryant, and Baez offered all those guys more money than they got. Yep. So I I wonder if there is an issue – in the front office there because I know in Seattle, not all the players are super high on Jerry DePoto. And I think he knows that. I, I think he understands, you know, it, it's the front office and players thing. He was a player. He understands it, but sure. I don't know if Jed Hoyer gets it. And Maybe. that could be an issue. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I that's know. a good point. Uh, and Denise, Denise is always great. If you're interested in Chicago and the Chicago, uh, baseball scene that you got to listen to Denise talk about it. She's spot on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So Luke Voigt, we got through that. Michael Pineda, let me just stay here for a minute. <laughs> a name I'm sure you did not expect to hear ever again. Uh, he's going to play in Detroit maybe for a year, maybe, where he may or may not be surrounded by Vaseline. We don't know. <laughs> Gonna be interesting. Vaseline, pine tar, spider tech, you name it. He's probably got it somewhere <laughs> on his person as he's making five and a half million dollars. <laughs> oh, that's just funny. Okay, let's move on. Jock Peterson goes to San Francisco on a one year six million dollar deal. You think what do you think of this? Huh? You think he'll still wear the pearl? Well, I don't know. You don't mess I with doubt the streak. It. I, I would it. if I were him. That would be like my new thing. 
Well, I would too, but I don't know if you will. In fact, you know what, Brig? That's caught on. The pearls have caught on. Uh, I was at Top Golf last week with work for a work thing, and there were in the next like in the next bay over, there were these kids who uh, were on a baseball team, and two of them were wearing pearls. Really? True story. Whoa, that's okay. That then, if that's the case, then you have to keep going. He has to. It's become his thing. Huh. I did so, not know that the kids were wearing pearls. I knew, I mean, obviously here pearls. they were, but yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I thought it was pretty funny seeing those and they were like 15, 14, 15 yeah. wearing pearls, but I love it. no, I think that anyway, I think that's a good pickup for the giants. Um, yeah. And a one year deal, no pressure for $6 million. It's not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we expected them to, to step back this year because they lost some guys, but I think that they've kind of made, made the moves that they need because they got they got Rodon as well that's right and I th- I think we expected them to take a step back because of Buster Posey but now we're like ah maybe we don't have to you know yeah and they lost Chris Bryant too they sure so. did Chris Bryant went to Colorado <laughs> Chris Bryant's going to Denver so okay seven years 182 million dollars to play left field and hit home runs like that's what this deal is now all he's supposed about to do Think about this though. This is the the way I see this is that the Rockies are making an investment. That's all this is. He is going to put some butts in seats. Oh, yeah. They're going to want to come in and see a World Series champion, All Star. They're going to get it. However, in three years, when he says, "I'm really sick and tired of not winning," they're like, "Okay, we'll trade you for a Hall of Prospects." That's true. That's what's going to happen. I'll bet you're right. Call him a shot. Right here. Okay. Brad's got it. So, yeah, seven years, $182 million. That's uh, the crowning jewel right now of the lineup in in Denver's last eight seasons. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. But that's kind of how it feels. I mean, it's crazy, though, because they signed Nolan Arenado to that deal, and then we're like, oh, shoot, buyer's remorse, trade him. Sorry, man. Off to St. Louis. And then they and then they tell Trevor Story we're not going to extend you, but we'll trade you. And then they don't, and he rightfully pouts the rest of the season. Right. So I don't know what was said in the meeting with Chris Bryant, other than we're going to pay you a whole bunch of money to come play for us. Yep. Gar- a bunch please, of guaranteed money. At that. Please come and hit home runs in the easiest place ever to do hit home runs, and we're going to make it as easy on you as possible. And anyway, especially yeah, for, it's especially for a right-handed batter. Yeah. So I'm excited so, to see that. Um, Frederick, let's talk about Frederick for a minute. Frederick Freeman is now in In LA. LA. (laughs) (laughs) Like they needed another thing. Like they need, it's like, this is like the kid whose parents buys him everything and they're available and he's emotionally well-balanced and he drives a Lexus bicycle or whatever (laughs) (laughs) why why do if i was freddie and i wanted to win baseball games i would go to la that's exactly what i would do yes yes for sure he signed a deal six years 162 million uh the braves were not going to give him a sixth year they wanted to give him five years and i think that was the deal breaker there the deal maker with the dodgers um and it seemed like nobody else was willing to give him a sixth year either so, yep. 
And this is a little out of character for the Dodgers, I feel like, because they have not been willing to give these quote-unquote long-term deals to their players because they don't want to be tied up to somebody after when they're past their prime. Well, apparently, Mr. Frederick Freeman is the guy for them, and that could be the scariest lineup we've seen in baseball. I heard heard somebody this week comparing them to the Big Red Machine. Oh, seriously? That was the last time we saw a lineup this potent, and that includes the late 90s Yankees. Right. That's a pretty big deal. Does that go up against Murderer's Row? Now, ooh, it is baseball analysis time at this house. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get my geek on so hard. It's going to be so great. (laughs) Stay tuned for next week when Brig goes crazy telling you all the things. (laughs) It could, though. It could, though, right? It could. It really could. Like, especially with – so think about this. Is that was – an offensive power in a in an age when there were no offensive powers. That's right. And this is an offensive juggernaut in an age among offensive powers. Yeah. So who wins the home run derby? I'm going to put my money on the Dodgers. You mean the season long one, like the real one? <laughs> well, I mean, you you put them on the field together. You have. You have the Dodgers lineup against the Yankees lineup in the home run yeah. derby. I would take the Dodgers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And maybe even. Oh, I don't with... know. I don't know. Did you hear KB went to Denver? <laughs> That's one guy. <laughs> you don't know what he's capable of. He never played in Denver, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, that's a scary lineup, though. That's a really scary lineup for the National League West. Like, I. <laughs> San Diego, though, when when San Diego plays L.A., that's must-see TV. Oh, yeah. Tune in your MLB TV to those games. There's going to be a lot of them. Yep. I agree. Um, Love it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be so good. Okay. Uh, Jorge Soler goes to Miami, $36 million for three years. That's a good pickup for Miami, but to do what with? Yeah, I don't know. No. So we'll see. Yeah. It's going to be That's interesting because what's going on in Miami, nobody knows. Except for the World Baseball Classic in 2023, <laughs> we think. Matt Olson got traded to Atlanta. There's an extension signed $168 million. Eight whopping years on top of that contract. Hori Mori. <laughs> That's that an outstanding one, pickup. That's when we knew Frederick was leaving. <laughs> yes. When the Braves had officially given up on Freddie Freeman, they traded for Matt Olson. And this, this is a better deal for the Braves. This is a little more team-friendly compared to what he was asking for. Totally. Uh, annual average value, it's lower. And he's younger. Yep. Um, I, don't, I like Matt Olson a lot. I'm really, really, really happy he's out of the AL West because the dude mashes. <laughs> he's not a defensive liability at all at all no he's great he's great at first base so that'll be great we we did a comparison a few weeks ago where he actually had a better year this last year than Freddie Freeman did that's right so uh Kenley Jansen also got picked up in Atlanta and there's an interesting story behind this it's a 16 million dollar one year deal now he's 36 years old and he's from Curacao. Here's the cool thing. And he's got a heart condition, right? 
So right. 36, hard condition, but he's from Curacao. And guess which team he grew up rooting for? Probably the Braves. The Braves. Yep. That's cool. So that he said that it was his decision. He got a text message from Dave Roberts, and Dave said, are you coming back? And uh, essentially he said, no, I'm going to go with Atlanta. So it was a lot of his decision. I don't. Th- I think he would have stayed in what I read was he would have stayed in L.A., had they given him the uh, the deal he wanted, he, I, I don't think they were able to agree to quite the terms that everybody needed for mm-hmm. for what will likely be his last year in baseball. Um, so he, he's oh. actually he's thirty four. Oh, I thought he so, was thirty six. No, he's thirty four. So he could have a couple more years. I don't know yeah. that he necessarily will though, because that heart. I feel like that heart condition has really taken a toll on him the last few years. He's blown a lot I of things. So. Been kind of an issue there in L.A. And so yep. I'm not surprised they didn't bring him back on the kind of money that he wanted, especially a $16 million deal. Yep. Um, but I think it, obviously it depends on the kind of year he has. If he goes to Atlanta and he lights out, he's, he's a great setup man or he's a great closer for them, I'm sure they'll bring him back for one more year on a team-friendly deal and he'll take it. Yep, for sure. But that's it, though. That's probably an, as much as we'll see out of him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yep. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. It's just cool that he gets to play for his the team he grew up rooting for, and I think yeah, he's excited really about cool. that. Yeah. So in Philadelphia, moving back up north, Nick Castellanos gets signed to Philadelphia. $100 million, five-year deal, and they also picked up the Schwarbs. Kyle Schwarber is going to be playing in Philly now. <laughs> so I, I love Nick Castellanos to Philly, by the way. like That's an outstanding deal. That's a team-friendly deal, $20 sure. million a year for him. Um, but I saw somebody the other day said that uh, Dave Dombrowski got confused when he heard that there was a universal, universal DH, that uh, it's just one player as the DH in the lineup, not a whole lineup of DHs. But they've got to make up for deficiencies in a bullpen, so I get it. You've got to score a bunch of runs throughout the game so your bullpen can't blow it. Right? Yeah, that's 100% accurate. If you've got nine is, guys who can hit, six of them are going to hit every night, or 100%. at least three. So uh, three at least. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it's it's fun. It'll be fun to watch Philly this year, and I think that, like you said, they're just going to be run producers. Yeah, they, if they all they're going to they'll just rake. They're going to be in shootouts every single night. Yeah, um, yeah, those guys are going to have to just, and I think they're going. To. That's a great. It's going to be so fun. It'll be a blast. It'll just be like carpet bombing out there every time <laughs> Philadelphia is in town. Just like go to the bomb shelter. Um, so let's talk about the Cubs for a minute. The Cubs picked up everybody else. First of all, it was this laundry list of players that were good, that were that have been really good in the past and were really decent like a couple of years ago. To Brad, you made that comment earlier. I yeah, they definitely it. peaked three years ago. Every single <laughs> one of those guys, like, like. Uh, my favorite pickup of theirs is is uh, David Robertson. David Robertson's a national treasure. For those of you who are new to the show, it's an entirely uh, true statement I just made. But they they got Marcus Stroman um, and Sia Suzuki. Those are the two big kind of impact signings for them. Brad, tell us about Suzuki. Why you're excited about him, and uh, a little bit of detail. Because I think so, we need to know who he is. So he he is a really big deal. He's awesome. Uh, the Mariners were in the running. They were one of the last four teams that he was considering. Um, 
And honestly, a lot of people have said that he's going to be better than Ichiro because he's willing to hit for power. That he can hit for average, but he is also willing to hit those home runs that are a major part of the game right now. Yeah. Um, and from what I think it's Denise who told us that he talked to you, Darvish. Yeah, before. he did. Because he's like, where would be a good landing spot? And he said that Chicago would be a good place to go. I think the fans are going to love him there. He's obviously got a sense of humor. He picked number 27. Somebody asked him in the in his press conference why. And he said, without his translator, without his without his interpreter, <laughs> he, uh, he took the mic and he said, Mike Trout, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool to it be is. the first generation of guys who grew up watching Mike Trout come into the league. That's it's it's fun to watch that stuff. And um, the Cubs, if even if they stink this year because everybody's past their prime, they're going to have a lot of fun watching Suzuki. I agree with you. He's from Japan, for those of you guys that don't know. He plays outfield, third base, and shortstop, depending on which channel you're watching and an which athlete. language you speak. Yeah, he's an athlete. The dude is, uh, he started his professional career at 18 years old, which happens more often uh, in Japan than it does here, first of all. And he is very young. He's This will be his age 26 slash 27 season. So, so he's about uh, or excuse me, 27. Yeah, 27 he was when he came over then. Yeah. So, so we're 13 years with him probably. Yeah. So we're excited about it. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. He's getting a lot of hype like Wander Franco did, and we know what happened there. So um, we'll see. But, yeah, he's a big deal in Japan, and he's this is more of that international hype I think Major League Baseball needs right now, and that's really good. Mm-hmm. Let's go yeah. over to uh, the Mets. Max Scherzer signs the Mets. I'm laughing at my note here. And then uh, <laughs> <laughs> ready to met his orange bed. Yeah. <laughs> So, so this is a deal that went down before the lockout, right? You Max better Scherzer explain. You better explain the 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 idiom though. It's a little phrase. So, anytime anybody in sports messes up, they refer to him as a wedding to bed, right? Well, the right. Mets do it so often, we figure we just give us give them the name that they they get the verb. They met the bed. They met the bed. <laughs> and we're we so sorry. On a t-shirt. Yeah, we should. It's so good. We should do that actually. Uh, but it's a $130 million three-year deal. They also picked up Starling Marte um, to kind of round things out. The, they, Mr. Cohen over there is not afraid to spend big, fat change. This That'll dude is nice. throwing dollar bills at everything call, that moves. I think they call the fourth tier of the luxury tax, of the competitive balance tax, and they're calling <laughs> it the Cohen tax. The Cohen tax. <laughs> because that dude is like writing checks. Left and right because he doesn't uh, care. He doesn't he just care, doesn't about care man. He's like fifty percent. I don't care. What's a fifty percent luxury <laughs> tax? It doesn't matter. It's great. <laughs> I got the money. I beat J Lo. Everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he cares about. Excuse me. Let me just be but, clear to anybody listening. He didn't actually physically assault J Lo. He just. <laughs> he just. <laughs> he just owns the team. <laughs> And because for those who don't right. remember, J-Lo and A-Rod were considering putting together a group. This is the thing that's crazy to think about, Briggs, is that A-Rod and J-Lo, two of the absolute richest people, I shouldn't say richest, but richest people in like celebrity dumb. They're right? wealthy together, yes. 
the two of them together needed a group of several more people to try to buy the Mets. And Cohen, Steve Cohen comes in here and he's like, you want to check your cash? <laughs> like, that's how much money this guy has. To buy the team. And now he's spending money outside yeah. of what is considered even reasonable, let alone rational, to win baseball games and win them aggressively. I'm very excited. I've been talking about the Mets for months, and I am really excited to see what happens uh, because I think it's going to be good for baseball. I think he's becoming sort of this this like money gremlin, like spend the thrift mm. uh, averse. <laughs> he's not thrifty at all. He's like, I am going to do anything I have to do to win, and if I have to be the bad guy to do it, I'll do it, and I don't care about your kids. He doesn't care about your kids. He wants to bring it home. He wants to park a ship in the harbor. <laughs> a schooner. Anyway, a schooner. But no, that's so that's Starling Marte. Real quick, that Starling Marte deal is outstanding. He is a great hitter who is yeah. going to do great things for the Mets, even if they just have him as their DH. Like, he is a scary hitter. It's, that is True. an outstanding. I'm stoked for the Mets to have picked up Starling Marte because that was one of those under-the-radar ones that I was like, if the Mariners bring him in, that would be pretty awesome to have that bat. But, man, the Mets got him, and it'll be interesting to see if they do actually met the bet this year and don't even make I don't the think they will. I don't think they're going to met the bet this year. And if they do it this year, they won't next year. You watch. We'll see. They got three years right. of Scherzer and one, two more years of DeGrom. Because he's already said he's going to opt out. I think it's after 2023 he's going to opt out. Yeah, two years, I think it is what it is. So, yeah, so they got to do it this year or next. A uh, couple more. Matt Chapman traded to Toronto, and the A's got everybody else that was left. Uh, <laughs> or yeah. what did you say, a whole lot of prospects, four prospects? Yeah, they got, they got four Matt prospects Chapman. back. Anybody who was left after the Josh Donaldson deal. <laughs> after the uh, deal. Yeah. After uh, the Cubs picked up everybody else last. That's, that's a scary infield, though. You've got Matt Chapman, Vlad Guerrero. Uh, you've got Bo Bichette. That's That's a good infield. Yeah, the, it really is. And, and you know what? So the Blue Jays also picked up, say, uh, not say, uh, Yusei Kikuchi. He pitched for yeah. the Mariners last year. And I thought it was so funny. A lot of people were already crowning the, the Blue Jays as the AL champs, saying, oh, this team just penciled them in the World Series. Yeah, um, sure. Kikuchi's going to be a really good pitcher for them if they go with a six-man rotation. He struggles with the five-man, just so you know, Toronto fans. So hmm. beware of that. Um, but that infield, though, is unreal again. Unreal. Yeah, so. it's, it's really good. And then the Mariners trade for Jesse Winker and – Eugenio Suarez. Suarez. Yeah, thank you. Justin Dunn, Brandon Williamson, and Jake Fraley are gone, baby. They're gone. So I know on like like face value this isn't a big deal, but Jesse Winker has done great things the last three or four years. He has actually hit more home runs than just about every outfielder the last four years. So he's one of those sneaky under-the-radar guys. I, I saw a stat. Y'all trust me on that break. Um, I'm trusting you. <laughs> and he's also had a, be- a higher batting average than most outfielders during that time too um in his debut with the mariners i think he hit a double off the wall and drove in two runs this last week in spring training 
So I'm excited about Jesse Winker. Suarez, a little bit more, I don't know, kind of him and Han on that because I'm a big Abraham Toro fan. Hmm. I was hoping to see him at third base, but I think it's going to be Suarez. I hate to break it to you, buddy, but it's pronounced debut, not debut. Well, <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, that's a debut. That's a debut. <laughs> it's up for debut is what it is. Okay, Nelson Cruz, lastly, Nelson Cruz is in Washington now where he will hit home runs and make jokes. As their universal DH. <laughs> that's exactly what he's going to do. Uh, this is going to save the latter part of his career. We're very excited for him. And the, the uh, dude's forty-two. I know. <laughs> you remember? <laughs> you remember, uh, Mister Baseball, when uh, old Mustache himself went to Japan to play baseball? Yeah, thank you. And uh, it, this is what this is. He he's as old as Tom Selleck looked in that movie. <laughs> it's like, why are you still playing baseball? <laughs> well, and he and honestly, he's. He's as old as we all thought Crash Davis was when we first watched Bull Durham. There you go. Ooh, that's way better. Dang, you're good at this. Boy, if, if you give Brad a chance to bring up Crash Davis, you will not be disappointed. <laughs> first of all, he will. And second of all, it's always good. It's always good. <laughs> he spends a lot of time thinking about Crash Davis. Okay. So... <laughs> you're right. Um, take a break? break? Uh, no, let's okay. just finish up with who's left on the market. All right, who's left on the market? We got some pitchers and some position players. Going through pitchers first. Sergio Romo, right-hander. Brett Anderson, left-hander. Tony Watson's a left-hander. Hunter Strickland's a right-hander. Richard Rodriguez is a right-hander. And Johnny Cueto still plays baseball. He still throws with his right hand, too. That's pretty exciting. Position players, Kevin Pillar, outfielder. Jed Lowry, infielder. Tommy Pham, outfielder. And Michael Conforto, outfielder. That's who's available. That's oh, who and, still and, wants to play baseball. And Dexter Fowler. Did you see that and see that tweet the other day? And Somebody Dexter tweeted Fowler. out the list and he your quote tweeted with his hand up. So I haven't been signed. <laughs> there's another <laughs> couple of names. Uh I should say there's a first name and a last name. That's why there are a couple of names that this person is still a free agent. We still don't talk about him in my house. And um, please do not sign him unless you can bring him into the ALE so that we can make him look like a fool once again. And boo him every chance we get. Didn't he retire? I saw him on a list. <laughs> Interesting. So he hasn't filed I saw him on a list. Maybe he uh, wants to be a universal DH. I don't know how that will work out for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know what I'm gonna do now? <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen more guys come out of come out of retirement. Like, I can go hit. That's right, hit twice a week. <laughs> I that, agree with give you. Give the regular DA to break. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.